Hi, everybody, and welcome back to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the Father Brian. It's me! I'm back again! It's... I'm Brendan. Hi. <laughs> Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Are you pointing to me? I'm pointing to you? I'm pointing through you. <laughs> no, you're not! <laughs> around you. How is that possible? I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, it's me. I'm Corey. I'm very proud that Brendan said his name. Uh, did we get any fighty emails? Oh! Hold that thought. Oh! Okay. Um, that's it. He just pointed at you. Wow. Hi again. And the crowd goes wild! <laughs> um, it's... <laughs> It's it's Caitlin. Haven't been here in a minute. No one knows who you are anymore. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, we've been joined by Caitlin again just for a short time. She has agreed to do the uh useless weather update again today. So for anybody that had been asking for that, she is back. And one of the main reasons she is back is because oh, we is. have a guest today. And our guest today, as part of appearing on the show, demanded that Kaylin show up to do her useless weather update again. So, guest, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, so this is Patrick, checking in again. It's been about uh, a year, I think, since I was last on the show. And, yeah, I would only appear again if uh, Kaylin came on to do her useless weather update. Wait, <laughs> so you didn't just come on to fight me? I'm, I'm also here to fight you. I'm, I'm, a, multi- ah. I'm a multitasker. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> For, the, for those of you who can't see, because obviously it's an audio medium. I mean, I mean, that's behind our paywall. Yes. <laughs> but Corey and Patrick just had the fists up. They were getting ready. So. We were getting ready to throw hands. Yes. So Patrick is joining us uh, virtually again. Um, it seemed like the last time we tried this with my brother Rich, it seemed to go okay. So we're trying it again. It seemed to go fine. Yeah. You know, that's all we can hope for. It was adequate. Yeah. <laughs> Just adequate. (laughs) All right, so with that, let's jump in here. And of course, we are going to start off with our Romper Room shout out. (gasps) We are? Yes. Oh, no. I don't know why you'd be surprised. Oh, goodness. Where's my mirror? Here it is. Brendan. Mm. It's dirty. Is it? It is. I can't believe it. (laughs) I know. How does it get so dirty? It's been two weeks. A week after you just cleaned it. You know. But it's two weeks and she stores it on top of the refrigerator. Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, Don't tell anyone. Okay. I gotta clean it. (laughs) It's great. Do you love it? It gets worse every week. Yes, it does. Thank you. <laughs> it's always different. It's always different. Okay, let's see. Who do I see? I see Patrick. There he is. <laughs> Hi. You don't need a mirror for that. Don't no. need a mirror for that. I also see Lindsay, and I see Baby listen to his podcast, Goo Goo Gaga Hour, sponsored by Masterclass. So wait, so yeah. obviously the Boogie's Closet, we say, is our sister podcast. Yes. Podcast is that. That's, That's, the, baby. That's the baby podcast. That's the baby podcast. <laughs> Um, speaking of the Boogeyman's Closet, hello, Susie, Mike, and Maurice. They had a special guest on not too long ago. Who was I, it? Well, I will let the special guest. It was Baby. <laughs> he was so 
talking about his favorite movie, The Ring. Um, no, that's not true. That's not true, listeners. I'm a big liar. Um, hello, Jess, Caleb. Uh, I already said Lindsay. Hello, Carl. Hello, Tim. The person we're really doing it for, Tim. Joey, Jay, Amy, Jasmine, Teresa. Hello. And now on to the real people. TJ and Cash, Karen and Georgia, my best friend Sterling. Oh no, I'm sorry, he's not my best. He's one of my best friends, Sterling. Am I your best friend? Well, kind of. <laughs> but you know who is Joe Latruglio, and he listens. He told me. He said, "Keep it up, or I'll fight you." And I said, "Whoa, I like those odds, Joe." <laughs> um, what? <laughs> uh do you like the Mickey Mouse Club? No. Yes, you do, because Damon, Jennifer, Rhonda, Dee Dee, and Mark all listen. Who are these Chelsea people? Chelsea Peretti listens at Mickey Mouse Club. Which Get version? Get on board, Patrick. Uh, Chelsea Peretti, Jordan Peele, my friend Ethan. Yes, he <laughs> listens. Durs, Adam, Blake, Kyle, and once again, as always, never forget... The Silver Fox himself, Dick Tom Gear. Selleck? Oh, Dick Gear. Where to God if you start clapping? Mm. It's the claps. Mm-hmm. We did it, Patrick. We did it. What did we do? <laughs> it. We did it. I will bid you adieu and good fortune until we meet again. All On right. to you. Or Thank the you. first Thank time. You. She's never met any of those. Yes. Even once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've met some of them more than once, and I bet they regret it. Yes, they. And if they haven't, they will. Email me and fight me. Oh my god! At fightcory at gmail dot com. <laughs> All right. So we've been waiting a long time for this next segment. So we'll bring up some fanfare here because it's been a long time coming. Are you ready for your for the first time in what? You blew eight it. months? What's going it on? It is your ye- useless weather update. <laughs> that, that worked well. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. Are you uh, glad you're back? so glad hi so right now where we live it is (laughs) (laughs) it is currently 32 degrees fahrenheit and zero degrees celsius so the precipitation is one percent the humidity is 48 percent and the wind is 11 i mean seven miles per hour how many knots wind how many knots and <laughs> oh oh, she's got it. And the pollen today? Yes. What's the pollen at? I'm going to assume it's very low. The pollen today is zero point three. Oh. And the top allergens is mixed trace. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so there it is, back. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Back in all its glory. We missed you. Okay. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Kaylin. Thanks for stopping in. Come back. 
All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Thank you, Kaylin. Thanks, Kaylin. All right. So you may have heard Corey making mention of fighting her for a certain email. Did- so if you would like to reach out to us in any way, you can feel free to email us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com, Instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod, or Facebook, so it's come with the number two, this. What about Twitter? We don't talk about Twitter. It's like Fight Club. So, um, Corey, you yeah. sent out a challenge to people asking them to email. And fight me. And fight you, which I don't understand how you do both, but that's what you asked for. I, yeah. And we did get an email this week. From who? From our friend Timothy. Of course. Yeah. Always Tim. We're so, doing it for you, buddy. <laughs> So, Timothy has some nice things to say. Once again, he said that we had a great review uh, this week. He said he doesn't have much to say in terms of commentary and said that uh, he thought that he was pretty much on board with what we said about, so I'm assuming this is our episode that was E-My Sports. And he said there were some decent jokes, but really fractured storyline led to a bunch of meh. So he will say that he knows absolutely nothing but all about video games. So maybe it would have meant a little more to him if he got that culture at all. So here it comes, Corey. Are you ready? Yeah. So it says, now, in terms of fighting Corey on Patreon, he goes, yeah, you might be onto something there. (laughs) (laughs) He said he's pretty tapped out of the number of Patreons right now, but Corey fighting an email once a month? And then he has the thinking emoji there. (laughs) And he says, give Dean one hosting episode and I'm on board. A 40th episode, baby. It's just going to be Dean. (laughs) So we shall see. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you for your positive feedback. Yes. On people fighting me. (laughs) Okay. I... So yes, we got an email. Yeah. So as always, Timothy, thank you for reaching out. And again, if you would like to reach out to us, please do so. And clearly, let us know if if you want Dean to host. Yeah, if you want Dean to host, and you just want an episode of silence, sure, we'll give you that. But apparently, it has to be behind a paywall because we're not giving you that kind of stuff for free. Uh, <laughs> All right. So great. moving on here. Wonderful. All right, so our Eye on Springfield segment. So I do have a few quick things here. Um, so the first thing is, so of course we all are familiar with the iconic intro. Uh, we were talking in this episode, Corey was very happy to see the intro back again, because of course the last two episodes there really wasn't much intro that we saw. So um, the iconic intro of The Simpsons has been crev- cleverly recreated by Matthew Hyten using only available stock footage. So basically, he has video of just stock footage, and he basically put it in to recreate the intro of The Simpsons. <laughs> so he managed to keep the sequence as close to the original as possible. It's pretty interesting. I'll put it up on our Facebook page so you can take a look yourself. And um, surprising how accurate it is. So it's pretty cool. Um, the next thing is Adidas. We had announced this, I think it was either our last episode or episode before, where they announced that they were uh, creating some Krusty Burger-themed uh, shoes. Well, they're adding two additional sneakers, and they are inspired by the Flaming Mo and the Squishy. So once again, the um, colors and patterns and things like that 
are uh, closely resemble those. So I will put those up as well. Now this is something that I wanted to talk about real quick here to everyone here. And Patrick, we'll get your uh, view on this as well, being a longtime uh, fan of the show. So a fan theory was reported on a website, CBR.com, explains how the Simpsons family stay financially afloat despite Homer working a low-paying job. So, of course, the series has shown the Simpsons family having monetary problems in very little money and savings, yet they're often able to afford lavish things and vacations. So this theory states that as safety inspector of the nuclear power plant, Homer is being bribed by Mr. Burns to overlook certain things that are happening as far as problems and whatnot in the plant. I feel like he already does that. I don't think Mr. Burns has to bribe him at all. But what they're saying is that's why the Simpsons are able to do all of these things, and they always seem to have like a wad of cash available because yeah, he wouldn't Hunter's be able to put that. Yeah, not good at his job. Because he wouldn't be able to put that in savings, and Mr. Burns is bribing him. Yes, he's bad at it, but he's bribing him in order to keep him there because they also mentioned that Homer's been fired multiple times, and Mr. Burns always brings him back because he would realize what the alternative is to someone who might actually do their job well. So, I'm sorry, continue on, though. So, here's my thing about that. Uh, I am invested in my theory of The Simpsons, which is every episode exists in their own universe. Okay. Uh, The Simpsons episodes... They all are just different decisions that the Simpsons make on different days of the year, but, and they don't exist, like, one Simpsons episode doesn't go into the next. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist in the same universe. It's parallel universes every episode, and it's completely different. So, these lavish vacations, they have exactly enough for one vacation, and don't and don't ever take any others. But the decisions about where to go are different. All right. And then the things that happen there are different. Okay. Patrick, anything that you'd like to weigh in on here? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I I mean, I like the idea, like I've seen it online before, where like the, the rough idea is that Homer makes like essentially like 70-something thousand dollars a year. But, like, yeah, it doesn't really add up, even though, like, you know, Marge doesn't work. Well, Marge occasionally works when she decides to. <laughs> you know, when when the story calls for it. <laughs> um, but, like, it's... I don't know, maybe... I think maybe uh, maybe Maggie has like a, a Percodan addiction of her own. <laughs> they're, they're trying to trying to fund. Could be. I mean, she does like those pacifiers, so... She does, that's true. Yeah, that's probably it. It's a pacifier addiction, not a Perkins addiction. <laughs> Corey, anything that you'd like to weigh in on on that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I buy it. Okay. He's, he's not competent enough to begin with. For him to, like, be bribing him and be like, here, here's some hush money, Homer would be like, what am I hushing about? That's true. That is true. He was he was tricked so, into the, uh, the first annual award for excellence yeah. and achievement and excellence was that it the b bit is bit is bottom and now his bottom's big that's right <laughs> <sighs> so all right so just wanted to throw that out there thought it was kind of an interesting theory so if you have any thoughts on that please yeah, let us know 
All right, so let's move into our news and views. Corey, what do you got for us? Yeah, so do you remember Sierra? No. She was a rapper in the early aughts. Sure. You don't remember her? No. She was uh, like 2010s when everyone thought they were a rapper. Didn't she do the one, two step? Yes. Yeah, Patrick knows what I'm talking about. I'm not proud of knowing that. Well, (laughs) it's interesting you say that because she lost 18 pounds on Weight Watchers, and I put she should do a version of one, two step for them. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Sierra, idea. remember who gave you that idea? Email and fighter. Um, Janet Jackson cut off money to her siblings, which, I mean, good for her, because what have they done for her lately? <laughs> Thank you again, Patrick. Uh, so wait, Thank so, you. Hold on, wait a minute, back up. So... Janet Jackson was like giving money to Tito, Tito, <laughs> Tito and, and Jermaine. Latoya and... And Jermaine. Yeah. I thought Tito was doing great off the tequila business, <laughs> but a um, vodka sh- business? Is, I don't know. I don't know what he. Patrick's the only one who laughed at my Janet Jackson joke. Yep. Because I mean, it was a slow burn. It took a second, and I was like, oh. It, uh, or it could have been bad. out of pity. Either one. No. No. <laughs> she'll she'll that, take the laps where she can get him. That was good. Here's 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 the real news. Kim and Kanye are officially filed their divorce papers. Uh, the turning point was when Kanye made controversial comments about slavery being a choice. Oh my god. Remember when mm-hmm. the four hundred years of slavery that was a choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, cuckoo bananas the breaking point were his comments about abortion and bringing their personal lives and their daughter into it you remember the comment he made about how he wanted to abort his first child and kim was like no and i'm so glad i never heard that he said that because i mean i already hate him enough right oh yeah he said it and uh, people were like, well, Kim's tried to brush off all of this crazy banana stuff he said because she loved him in her own weird Kim Kardashian way. But when he brought her daughter into it, that's when she was like, okay, that's enough. Right. I, I can't do this anymore. And Kanye being Kanye thinks that the breaking point was his presidential run. <laughs> I mean that was bad, but that's not. I yeah. Mean, when when your entire 2020 was just a series of bad decisions. Yes. You, yeah. It's yes. like, oh well, which is the, which is the one thing that my wife hates me for? <laughs> my <laughs> presidential all of 2020, run. dude. Like pretty much the whole thing. I mean, and I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Remember the good old days when his jaw was wired shut. <laughs> oh, Kanye. <laughs> Oh, Let's Kanye. go back to that time. <laughs> Let's go back to that time. The good old days. The good old days when he couldn't talk. Speaking of Kardashians, Courtney Kardashian may be dating Travis Barker, but who cares? <laughs> then why'd you bring About either one of them. And Not even Travis Barker cares. This breaking news just in, Little Debbie and Kellogg's are making a cosmic brownie cereal. Thank you, Patrick. You're Thank welcome. you, Patrick. Come on, I brought the good stuff. <laughs> I wish London was listening because um, she loves Cosmic Brownies, but she's not, so I'm not going to tell her about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for not listening to this podcast. All right. You're missing, That's all I have. You're missing all the hot goss if you don't listen you like, to this. The hot goss. Like, you should slip in like rewards, like if London listens. <laughs> like you'll buy her like... I was going to say a CD, but who uses those? <laughs> <laughs> Something of minimal value. a fancy value. new CD. 
That like would a be like a five dollar Starbucks gift card or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> build bribes into the podcast. She'd probably tell us not worth it. <laughs> That's probably true. She's like, That's probably true. <laughs> Put it all the way at the end of the episode. <laughs> all right. Speaking of episodes, how about we jump into our episode here? How's that for a transition? No, huh? no. Ugh. Huh? no that was an awful transition. <laughs> so Could your be face. better. <laughs> Could be better. Could have been worse. All right. Anyways, Brendan, why don't you tell us what our episode is this week? Okay, so uh, it's snowing outside for us, at least. No, it isn't. Maybe it's not for you, but it's not. Look outside. It's not snowing at all. Well, there's a lot of snow. But we have lots of snow on the ground. I mean, it's, it's no Texas. And what do you need when, when it snows? That's right, a plow. Oh, so man, today's episode is Mr. Plow. It's season four, episode nine. The production code was 9FOXTROT07. Uh, it originally aired uh, November 19th, 1992. It was directed by Jim Reardon. It was written by John Vitti. It guest stars Adam West, Linda Ronstadt, and Phil Hartman. The chalkboard gag was, burp is not an answer. And the couch gag was, the family runs in and sits on a small wooden chair. Yes. Thank you very much. Of course. Any thoughts on chalkboard or couch gags? I have. Uh, it was nice actually to see the full-length intro. Like I haven't, I've gotten so used to with like new episodes or like watching different ones that like they cut the intro down so right. much. So like it was, it was, it was cool to see the the full-length one. You forget like way back in season. I mean, I don't know when they started shrinking it down, but I mean, at least still in season four they were using a nice. Yeah, and I know like we've talked about this a little bit before that a lot of times the reason they shrink it down is because the episode runs long. Right. So they have more content, so they have to kind of shrink it down. So I think as the show has gone on, the episodes have started to get longer and longer. But actually, I don't think the episodes have really gotten longer, but I think there's just more commercials and things like that, so they have to fit more in. Yeah, I think that's probably But no, Patrick, I agree with you, and um, like, yeah, Corey and I were kind of talking about that too, that, you know, it was kind of nice to see that full introduction because i think you said it on the last episode Corey. you're like you kind of you really like having the I intro do. there i do and it's i like, don't know why it's on, not there. i think on syndication they cut it down too right so you know obviously you know i watch on disney plus now so it's nice to it's nice to see it that way exactly obviously i know the dvds keep the full intro too so. right yep so but yeah so cool mm-hmm. that it was there so nice to see it all right, so just a few things about this episode before we jump in. Um, so this episode, uh, Dan Castellaneta actually won his second consecutive um, Emmy Award for Outstanding Voiceover Performance for this particular episode. Good for him. Yep, and uh, obviously he won the year prior, too. Um, this episode was also submitted for Best Comedy. Now, prior to this, you know, it has been submitted to Emmys for Best Animated uh, Show and things like that. But they decided, the producers decided that they were going to submit this just as best comedy. So, but the um, voters of the Academy decided that they thought it would be weird for a cartoon to go up against a live action series. So they refused to basically accept it and to look at it in consideration. It's not like there was anything good on in the early 90s. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Um, so John Vitti also talked about his inspiration for this episode. Um, he said he noticed that very few TV shows portray snow outside of Thanksgiving or Christmas. So he wanted to do an episode with snow involved. Um, he also mentioned Adam West, who just does an amazing guest appearance on this episode, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but John Vitti said the reason why he wrote Adam West into the script was for an excuse to meet him. <laughs> I thought Adam West was great. Yes, and actually going off of that, Matt Groening said that Adam West was one of the most popular, one of the more popular guest stars that they had uh, coming into the studio. So when he came into the studio, apparently all these people showed up. Like, people who pe- weren't even supposed to be there that exactly. day. Like, and they were just like, wait, who are all these people? And they all just showed up because they all wanted to meet Adam West. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Right? <laughs> so um, also we had another guest appearance in this episode, Linda Ronstadt. Uh, um, I love Linda Ronstadt. Right. So she was recorded in San Francisco, and John Vitti was tasked with recording her and he said he enjoyed it immensely and he remarked the most beautiful thing he has ever heard is Ronstadt singing the Spanish Plow King jingle. (laughs) It was very nice. Senor Plow Noes Macho. Uh, So there were some script changes to this particular episode and they were part of a post-animatic rewrite and a complete character change. So in the original script for the episode, Lenny was going to be Homer's rival as the Plow King. Oh. And, but the idea was quickly dropped because it just didn't seem to fit, apparently. So it would have been interesting, I guess, to see Lenny in that role. And I almost wonder if Lenny was in that role, if he would have become a more prominent character. Because it yeah. seems like Barney became a little more prominent after this. Mm-hmm. So would have been interesting to see that. But Lenny and Carl are the iconic duo. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. So, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I can't think of any moments where we've really seen Lenny without Carl or vice versa. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if Lenny and Carl wanted to do a partner plow business, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that could be, but yeah. So maybe that was the thought. We just want to try to keep these two together, and obviously Barney's kind of off on his own most of the time. So yeah. maybe that's why it didn't quite fit in. So. All right. Um, in 2003, this episode was placed um, as the sixth best Simpsons episode on Entertainment Weekly's top 25 uh, Simpsons episodes. And on December 17, 2015, Google partnered up with 20th Century Fox to produce a YouTube, a YouTube ad version of Mr. Plow in order to showcase the efficiency of YouTube advertisements ha- helping small businesses. Um, so I actually found the clip for this. thought it was kind of interesting, so I'll put it up on our social media so you can take a look at it. Um, going along with Adam West again, um, his daughter credits this episode for helping to give her father's career a second act. Aww. So obviously, leading up to this, Adam West, you know, most known for the Batman television series in the 60s and things like that, and really didn't do a whole lot after that. And kind of fell off. And obviously after this episode, his uh, career kind of was uh, renewed. And um, I know he became involved on South Park and things like that after this. So I think it was Family Guy was the one he was really That's on. That's right, Family Guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. But if this was way before he was on Family Guy. Right. So. Yeah. So, but obviously... I think this probably was like his first cartoon appearance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like obviously his performance here and everything really helped 
bring uh, interest to him again and kind of helped his career out. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so Conan O'Brien, of course, as a, people know that listen to this uh, podcast, I'm a big fan of Conan O'Brien. He was, of course, involved in this episode. And he praised... He wrote the, he wrote the radio. Yes, though. right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and that joke is definitely like pure Conan. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. We should, we'll talk more exactly, about that. Exactly. Yep. That um, so he praised John Vitti, um as, and he said that this episode that John Vitti presented. So obviously he wrote it and everything. He, Conan said it was a near perfect episode. So he said that normally there's a process on The Simpsons where someone brings in an episode, they all jump on it, they add things to it, and he goes, "Mr. Plow was an episode that really needed no help." We added very little touches here and there, but that was pure Vidi. So, and then the last thing I wanted to mention before we jump in here, uh, Korematsu Motors was the name of the company that built Homer's snowplow. This company is actually first seen in the episode, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Albeit briefly, as the company that buys the factory when Powell Motors goes bust. Uh, yeah, so I, I forgot about that too. So obviously we haven't done that episode yet, but yeah, there's an episode where Homer meets his brother, Herb Powell, and um, he owns this car company, and yes, and Homer uh, basically drives him to bankruptcy, and apparently Korematsu Motors was the company that bought his company. All right, so that being said, let's jump on in here and let's talk about Act 1. So Act 1, just a quick synopsis, it's snowing heavily in Springfield, so Marge calls Homer at Moe's Tavern and tells him to come home right away. Homer drives through the snowstorm and manages to wreck both of the family cars when he rear-ends Marge's car in the driveway. Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie are in the door shocked. Homer then lies to an insurance claims adjuster about his whereabouts before the accident (laughs) in order to cover the fact that he was coming home from a bar. The insurance company pays the claim, and Homer goes to a car show to get a new car. A salesman talks Homer into getting a snowplow because he can afford the higher payments by doing plowing jobs on the side. All right, so Act 1. Anybody got anything that they'd like to talk about? I loved the opening with carnival of the stars like i, right. I was kid, going to say you forgot as a We're kid i used to watch circus. anymore i used to watch circus of the stars and that was uh i look i think i looked that one up and that was on the air from like 76 to 94 so this was like right right at the tail end before it, it really like started to fizzle out but yep. i remember Wait. watching it as a kid through the 80s it was on until 94 yeah. sure was yeah it was How? like a, it was like an annual event i remember the whole thing yeah like so actually, I'm, I'm looking at Brendan. He's looking very confused. Yeah. Tell him what this was. So so yeah, basically, Circus of the Stars was. I mean, it was essentially the same thing as Carnival of the Stars. Not quite as like dangerous. Like they never would have had a cartoon clown or like a TV clown be a a ringmaster with with tigers. But um, I mean, they'd bring on different celebrities of the time and they'd do different like circus acts. Like they. I have a vague remembering of, like, John Stamos doing some sort of acrobatics or something. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but, like, that's that's kind of what they would have done. They'd pull, like, different TV stars. Um, they never would have had Angela Lansbury walk on hot coals. I was going to say, did Angela Lansbury ever walk on hot coals? I don't remember that. 
I, yeah. I the, the one thing I thought was interesting about that Andrew Lansbury reveal was they didn't show her. No, just her feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which I thought would have been kind of funny to see her face and like how they would have animated her and things it, like yeah, that. Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder like if they just told the animators like just show us like some feet walking across the coals and then they make they, it up. They weren't sure like what star they were going to use, so they just kind of right. threw that in after the after Could the be. Or it might have also been too like maybe they would have to have permission to you know right. animate their likeness and maybe, it might have yeah. been too much of a pain and you know especially back then this is only season four so right. yes there was a lot of buzz about the show but they're not at the level they are now right you know so maybe they just couldn't get the likeness or something but i i also did like the um again another reference to crusty's perkadan addiction yes <laughs> uh, this i don't know how many times we've had perkadan references <laughs> Now in but the don't. Show, but this is this is not the first. I know that. Right, but don't worry because he's going to be played by uh, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> so many timely references on this episode. Oh, right. <laughs> so one thing I do want to mention about this whole uh, Carnival of the Stars uh, thing at the beginning here is when it first starts off, we hear Troy McClure's voice, and he mentions that they're coming from. Hawaii's beautiful Molokai <laughs> Island, we're not just for lepers anymore. <laughs> so that kind of triggered something in my head, and I was like, oh, wait, I remember they did an episode where Bart and Homer thought they had leprosy. They pretended, yeah, they tricked and, them into being lepers. Yeah, and then they were sent over to Hawaii, and so there was that connection there. And obviously this episode came before that. So then I started to do some research. I'm like, okay, that's odd that there's been two mentions of a leprosy colony in Hawaii. So I actually looked this up, and Kalawapapa, probably saying that completely wrong. (laughs) So that is an island on Molokai, and it is Hawaii's leprosy colony where 8,000 people were sent into exile over the course of a century. Six of these patients still live there sequestered out of the 16 total patients who are still alive. So apparently there was a problem in Hawaii where they couldn't get the medication to try to cure leprosy, so they would just send people to this island, and that's where they were just put to stay. And And there were six people still on there? Well, there's 16 that are still living that are there, and um, six of them are still living there sequestered. Interesting. When did this happen? This is recent. Like, I just looked up some research about it. Like, it's still there. Right, but, like, when did it start? Oh, it started, like... In the 1800s. Yeah, like 1800s or When so. leprosy was big. Um... <laughs> I had, leprosy, get... I had leprosy before it was cool. How, how, how do they get, like, supplies? Is there, like, an airdrop? Is there Operation Dumbo Drop? Yes, they drop Probably elephants. Boats, I would think. Um, yeah, I didn't look that much into oh. it. I just wanted to see if, like, was this a real thing? But I have a lot of questions. Okay. Well, we'll have to look them up, and that's what the Google machine's for. Look oh up your questions. God. Dial M for murderousness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Troy McClure, you may remember him from the erotic adventures of Hercules. <laughs> and, as Corey said, Dial M for Murderousness. Which, again, is another reference. Uh, oh, Dial M for Murder. That's Hitchcock. Yes, that. And then the film The Erotic Adventures of Hercules, uh, Marge and Homer watched that movie oh, yeah. in the episode Selma's Choice. So Troy McClure was in that. So another kind of callback I thought was interesting. Hmm. 
All right, so other things, uh, Act 1. Outside of our Carnival of the Stars. It's snow picnic out there. (laughs) That was like my favorite. It's snow picnic out there. And then I snow what you mean. (laughs) You're dead weight, Marty. You're just embarrassing yourself. No, he says, yeah, you're dead weight, Marty. (laughs) And then he said... And then he said, you'll be, you'll be walking on snowshoes or something. What? Yule log. That, no. That didn't happen. No. That, to- that, didn't that happen. definitely happened. I know it happened. I heard it. Not in this episode, it didn't. It happened. No, it didn't. I, I'm telling you it happened. You Later on, it. Martin is wearing snowshoes, but that's the it, only. I don't know what the exact line was. I just remember there was a pun about a Yule log. No, there no. wasn't. Why would yes. there be? This was deliberately no, not a Christmas episode. Tim, it, please write in and correct this. <laughs> the Yule log isn't a Christmas thing, though. It's a winter thing. No, it's a Yule thing, and Yule is the Christians stole Yule from the pagans. That's why Christmas is in December. That's why Jesus was miraculously born in December instead of in the springtime like we all know he was. Yule is a pagan tradition. It starts on winter solstice, which is the 21st of December. Drop your microphone. (laughs) What if it's not? not. No, it is, though. No, it is, though. Right. Anyway. Moving on. I also, I did particularly like the, uh, this, this is one of those ones, those, like, we always talk about the different lines that we quote, and it's like... Mm -hmm. What now? This this Moe's Tavern that you were at. It was what sort of establishment is this? Don't tell me where to bar. It's a pornography. It's a store. pornography store. I was buying pornography. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's one of those one of those rare moments where Homer's brain like actually works in his favor. But did it? Because then the brain says, "I wouldn't have thought of that." <laughs> That's true. I don't understand. Yeah, how did he get it? Who knows. <laughs> Are, yes, that is a classic line yeah. for sure. Are there car show girls anymore? I would assume there are. Do you come with the car? <laughs> oh, you! <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I just love that, how the very next guy that comes up says the exact same thing, and she just reacts the exact oh, same way. It's so good! <laughs> yeah, that was a great joke. I, I agree. <laughs> oh, one thing I forgot. I'm going to go back to this real quick. Um... Patrick, you mentioned uh, Krusty being the tiger tamer. Yes. And um, the thing that I loved about that is just how unfazed Bart and Lisa are. Yeah. yeah. And the they comment Bart makes. Yeah. And then the comment when Bart just says, oh, they'll be chewing on him for a while. <laughs> and they change the channel. Yeah. Then they, then they watch Bumblebee Man. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah, sure, they're not desensitized to violence by uh, Itchy and Scratchy. I'll believe it. <laughs> yes, Bumblebee Man being chased by the giant fly swatter by the police officer. <laughs> oh, policia! <laughs> and I, I know we've had a discussion about Bumblebee Man before, about, you know, is it problematic to show him now? But I, I don't know. Like, it's just dumb and funny. Right. Like, I don't really think they're doing anything culturally insensitive. But, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. The problem is that he's not played by a Spanish-speaking right. person. Yes. It's true. Which is, it, they, is, it, is it the Apu problem again? Yeah. Right. right. Which they have been addressing. Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, I know he's been shown... They, they sh- Basically, Bumblebee Man has become just a background character. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. when they need a crowd shot, you'll see Bumblebee Man. But very rarely do you see him anymore... 
um, featured on anything. Yeah, I I don't think that Bumblebee Man the character is problematic because all of the Simpsons stuff is just crazy characters in crazy situations. Right. Um, it's just the actor should be Spanish speaking. Right. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, that's the right. problem with Bumblebee Man. All right. Um, one thing that I noticed that I think was kind of an issue, I guess. So when Homer's driving home from Moe's and, you know, there's snow everywhere and obviously he can't see, why is there no snow on the road? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really? There isn't? I didn't catch that. The road is completely clear, but yet he's like skidding all over the place. It's just piling up on his car, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's piling up on his car and it's piling up like, you know, obviously there's snow on all the houses Mm -hmm. and, you know, the yards and things like that, but the road is completely clear. So maybe it's the beginning of winter and like in the beginning of winter the road is always a lot hotter than like the grasses so it always melts right off the road. It's possible. But the amount of snow they have, you'd think some would be on the road. But what I think is right. more likely is a wizard did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's the solution. Maybe you'll need snowshoes. <laughs> I swear I heard that line. Didn't happen. I didn't happen. <laughs> I know it happened. Okay, you can watch away. it again after we're done, and you can see if it happened. I won't. I won't. <laughs> well, let's so let's let's transition to probably again my. This has got to be my. I think my favorite moment is Crazy Vaklovs. Yes, that's like it's still to the. It, I had to watch it a couple times because I was just laughing so hard I couldn't even take notes. Yep. Like, just... And it's such a short bit. It's such a throwaway. Yep. But it's just so funny. <laughs> like, the 300 hectares on a single tank of kerosene. <laughs> yes. First off, a hectare is a square unit of measurement. Yes. It's not a distance. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know how we... Like, I, I remember last time I was on, I think, like, we we actually did convert, like, the... um grandpa's car getting hog's head or getting like a certain number of hogs or miles to the hog's head or something that's like right that. yep yep we can't even do that with this one like you can't you can't figure out like how that's gonna work out but yeah i it was just great it was i i agree i i actually found an article that went through very explicit detail about this vehicle and what it was and things like that. Where it's from. Yes, and they looked at that. I'm going to post this, too, on our social media. I won't go into too much detail, but they did look into that, and they kind of measured and basically said that what you mentioned, that the, what is it, the hectometer? Hectare. Yeah, hectare, is a measurement of area and not, like, full distance. So they basically said, so if you went back and forth... You know, to fill up this area, they basically said that it would, this car would get something like, I want to say it was like 126 miles per gallon <laughs> or something ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, they, they did a little more looking into it as well. And so the thing that I just want to talk about, like I said, I'll post all this information if you're interested in seeing all of the specific details of what they think this car is. But just the last thing that crazy Vaklov says put it in H (laughs) I'm sorry before that Oh, Zagreb Ibnums Lutnik Diev yes so apparently (laughs) loosely translated they believe that was girls from Zagreb will think you're a goldsmith what 
What does that yeah, mean? I, what I what I read about it was that it's just like a combination of different Slavic language words. Yeah. Yeah, so and they're like, well, it sounds roughly like this. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I saw too. Like they didn't know exactly for sure and some of it was kind of nonsense words, but they seemed close enough so they were like, all right, I guess so if you're a goldsmith that means you have gold, so that way women would find you attractive and wow. apparently that would work out for Homer. Yeah. <laughs> what country is this from? It no longer exists. Exactly. <laughs> Which like is really timely for the 90s because yes. like every all those countries no longer were That's things, true. Right. So. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but So building off of this, Patrick, though, I want to mention the joke. And again, this is just classic Conan O'Brien, is when Homer is hitching a ride to go to Crazy Vaclav's. <laughs> the watermelons. Yes. And, yes. You can't trust a pig with watermelons. <laughs> that whole thing, just the, the truck pulling up, the window going down, Homer seeing the pig, yeah. thinking the pig is driving, the driver then saying, afraid is... Uh, Zika rides up front with me. Can't trust a pig with watermelons, you know? And, like, all I could think of is Conan doing a joke like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, just, you can't trust a pig with watermelons. And yeah. just... <laughs> and even, well, even the way he, like, old the way the the farmer even says it, he's like, can't trust a pig with watermelons. Yep. Like, that mm-hmm. sound, that's a very Conan-sounding... It sure is. <laughs> ...sounding phrase. Yeah, and then, of course, the reveal of Homer just uh, eating all the watermelons. <laughs> Going anyway. to town. You guys got anything else? Well, I'm looking for um, Yeah. Adam West saying that the uh, only true Catwomen were Ju- uh, Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt, and uh, Lee Merriweather. Lee Merriweather. <laughs> you tell him, Adam West. I agree. Wait, what about, Hall- what about Halle Berry? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Boo. Thank you. No. So, Patrick, that's all the time we have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also like at the car show when Bart is in Bonnie and Clyde's car. And then he pops the... uh, Yes. Oh, my God. Words. Glove box. Glove box. Glove box. Thank you. (laughs) Open and there's money in it. (laughs) Yep. Homer could have bought the plow yep. with the money that Bart got from... You don't know how much that was. And Bart's not going to give it to him. <laughs> you know that. And also, during the dream sequence, the uh, little picket signs were pay me not to work and forget the Alamo. Actually, I have all of them because they're all pretty good. <laughs> so, yes, as you mentioned, forget the Alamo. I dislike Ike. <laughs> Destroy all trees. <laughs> Disgruntled office seeker, pay me not to work. I said that. Stop everything now. Stop this crazy thing, and bring back Sea Hunt. What? I don't know. None I'm, of those even make sense together. Like I, I'm assuming bring back Sea Hunt was maybe an old television show. I guess I didn't. I didn't even catch all those signs. Like I didn't even attempt to. Yeah, I just but paused just, like, it. Sea Quest. That... Yeah, that would that would have been Sea Quest. You're right. But the whole. I mean, it's so weird because like obviously this is this one comes before, uh, you know, George Bush moves into Springfield. Yes. Yes. So you know, Homer and him can be buddies in this episode. But like, I don't know. The whole idea of running over protesters after this past year is a little. Uh, <laughs> unsettling. Yeah, right. That I, I yeah, I couldn't help but uh make comparisons there too. But. Yeah. So Sea Hunt is an American television show from nineteen fifty eight. 
my god. <laughs> this the series originally aired for four seasons with 155 episodes. The first episode date was January 4th, 1958, and yeah. <laughs> I did also like the fact that Homer says they should uh if they buy a car, they get their parking validated. For <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really? That's I not also, worth it. It was um, 61% drug-free. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, the the, uh, the American uh, workforce. Yeah. The, for, the Fourth Reich Motors was a good... That's that's that my favorite great, joke of this episode. That was a great throwaway. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just so great because, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. Where so they have the horrible car crash with the the car the test dum the crash test dummies yeah and this probably would have been shortly after that big craze remember the crash test dummies craze oh, do you oh, mean the band or the not, not the band the commercials and the subsequent animated TV show yes that was on that Saturday was morning awful there was and an animated TV yeah show? I don't remember there that. sure was there was even a toy line I do I remember the toys I remember the commercials yep. But yeah, so anyways, we see the the crash and from uh, Fourth Reich Motors, which is also a good joke, and all the dummies just getting destroyed. The one goes through, crashing through the windshield. Then we see in the back, the door opens, and one of the dummies starts crawling away. <laughs> it's not a dummy. Yeah. This exhibit is closed. <laughs> My God, it was great. So uh, like before that, we move are, on, like that, this oh, is sorry, why I love this era is because like it's so many like, like that's just such a small joke like, yep. mm-hmm. but the show would just pack them. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, so I I definitely want to kind of go back. Corey, you talked about Adam West a little bit already. I feel mm-hmm. like we need to talk about him some more because I just feel like he was so great in this. He's wonderful. And the whole scene. With them going up and being like, look, kids, it's Batman. And them having no idea who he is. <laughs> and then him just bringing up all these old references, like the bat The <laughs> Just him dancing. And, and then them just, like, slowly backing away. <laughs> and Homer's like, don't make eye. Like, really, <laughs> if not for Adam West, would the rest of this episode have even happened? Because Homer backs right into the Komatsu Motors. That's true. Display. That's a good point. Yes. So thank you, Adam West. Thank you, Adam West, for being the reason <laughs> for this happening. And then, um, yeah, so then, of course, the the last thing here is just Homer when he's considering buying the plow, and he doesn't know if he should or not, and he needs to talk to his wife, and then, of oh, course, gosh. the salesman, <laughs> the whip crack, and whoosh, whoosh, and he's I like, I'm going to buy a car just because you made that sound. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. <laughs> a twenty thousand dollar truck, <laughs> yeah. which is like so, so cheap. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, you you can hardly get like just like an economy car for that now, right? Like a sedan <laughs> is more than twenty thousand dollars now. Exactly. So, all right. So, anything else with X one? Anyone wants to bring up? No. No. Okay. All right. So let's. Oh, I'm sorry, Brendan. You got something? Mm-hmm. Is it about okay. Yule again? Um. <laughs> You'll find out. (laughs) Today, $20,000 is about... $20,000 in 1994 today is about $35,301. Which is still cheap for a a plow truck. Right. (laughs) 
It pays for itself, Patrick. Yes, clearly. Even a Japanese-made plow truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into Act 2 here. Um, so in Act 2, Homer buys the snowplow and starts his snowplow business as Mr. Plow. With the help of a late-night TV ad, Homer's business is an instant <laughs> success, winning the respect of the whole town. In recognition of the achievement, Mayor Quimby gives Homer a key to the city. Barney, who's been working at a succession of dead-end jobs, asks Homer how he can be a success. So Homer tells him to go out and be the best Barney he can be. The next day, Barney has bought a bigger plow and goes into business for himself as the Plow King. Hey. So, Act 2, what do we got? How did Barney I... get the money? It's a good question. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, clearly, I mean, he was playing Big Baby, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was raking any, in dough from that. Can't sink any lower. Yeah. Come back, diaper. Oh, you <laughs> yes. sicken me. That joke of him losing the diaper and chasing after it down the street. And then, of course... Hi, Ma! Hi, Ma! <laughs> I really oh. like the Mr. Plow jacket. Yeah? I do. Let's talk about that. I, Is that it? Just you like no, it? No, I like it. I would like a Mr. Plow jacket. So you would like your own Mr. Plow yes. jacket. Okay. So you don't like the Mr. Plow jacket in the way Marge likes the no, Mr. Plow jacket. No, no. I would like it to wear it. <laughs> Ew. Now, the <laughs> Agreed. One I, the one thing I want to talk about that I want to mention is I had actually, when I, I remember, again, I've seen this episode so many times, like more than I can count, mm-hmm. and... I genuinely don't remember Homer trying to sell, like, at the church. Yes. When he was basically yeah. advertising during the sermon. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's definitely something that got cut in syndication, because I'm sure I never saw this, like, first run. Yeah, that's a good point that you bring that up, because, yeah, that seemed kind of fresh to me, too. Yeah. And it's a great joke. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's... He goes up just pretending that he's going to read a hymn or something, and he just, it's a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that is a good point. I wonder if they did end up cutting That's, that out of I, syndication. That has to be, because, like I said, I've, I've seen so many episodes so many times, and that every once in a while, there's something. Like, the one that comes to mind is, like, the, the You Don't Win Friends with Salad dance mm-hmm. in Lisa <laughs> the Vegetarian. And, like, there that whole scene goes on a lot longer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, in obviously, in syndication, they cut it down. So, like, this is another one of those ones where, like, they cut a really funny joke just to make, just to sell more commercials, which is sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, no, that's that's an interesting point. Thanks for bringing yeah. that up. Um, <laughs> I did like the th- the joke at Fox's expense as well. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, may, it may be on a lousy channel, but the Simpsons are on TV. <laughs> the only thing I think would have made that better is if Homer would have turned to the camera. Yeah, some, yeah. yeah sometimes they do the, the fourth wall break. <laughs> like I think that would have been just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But no, but I mean, that joke to begin with is just fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, as this series has gone on, they're always poking fun at Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always find interesting. Um, How Fox has kept them on the air, I don't understand. Because they basically made Fox what they are. That's okay. (laughs) Before The Simpsons, Fox was like almost ready to close up shop. Who's awake at 3 a.m.? Alcoholics, the unemployable, angry loners. Angry loners. (laughs) 3.17 (laughs) a.m. 
And I Grandpa, liked, uh, my head hurts. I have to lay down for a while. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about the Mr. They Plow tie ad. ice cubes into a crown? Like, yes. Is that basically they, how do you wrap... How do you wrap string around an ice cube? Yes, I was wondering that myself, actually. Maybe they're fake ice cubes. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could be fake ice Maybe cubes. Maybe they're like they fake been. plastic ice cubes. At first, I thought they were tea bags. <laughs> oh, no! So, at first, I thought that it was a reference to Cool as Ice, because he, in Cool as Ice... <laughs> He has a tag on his hat. (laughs) So I thought that it was a reference to Cool as Ice having Grandpa have a bunch of tags on his hat. (laughs) As Winter, Father Winter or whatever. Old Man Winter. Old Man Winter. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That whole sequence though, that whole commercial. Oh my god. It's just so good. I love the Stockdale for VP free t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he can still surprise you. With tons of holes in it, by the way. <laughs> yes, it was very ratty. But, um, but yeah. And, and then Bart's, the... Bart's line, too, is... Yes, you are fully insured and bonded by the city, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, boy. And, and the line that I quote all the time, the waiting game sucks, let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> <laughs> four o'clock in the morning so i mentioned this to brendan as we were watching it that that joke is great but i wish they would have held the silence just a little bit longer yeah before he said let's play hunger hungry hippos because it's funny he's sitting there you know he's just kind of like tapping his fingers together waiting and i would have liked just just a couple seconds more Mm -hmm. and i think it would have been a lot funnier so i liked um the so the the whole montage of the plowing like Homer's basically saving everyone mm-hmm. and I loved the Godfather reference yes so when they uh, they plow so Homer manages to plow the school and they were worried they were gonna have to cancel classes and Bart gets off the bus <laughs> and just gets like destroyed in both directions right <laughs> so it was a, it was a great Sonny Corleone. Uh, Yeah, and then just his reaction, too, is very similar to (laughs) Sonny Corleone getting shot up. And just him, like, uh, uh," and just, like, kind of going all over the place. He doesn't know where it's all coming from. And, yeah, it was very well done. Yeah, and then gets thrown right. He's on the ground. He's done. He's down. Yep. And the one kid comes up and just pelts him right in the head. Well, you got to make sure you finish the job. Absolutely. That's true. (laughs) That's true. true. And the the people at the retirement castle, they're still cold and frightened. (laughs) Finally, go outside. <laughs> I'm cold and frightened. I'm cold and frightened. So, Corey, this scene reminded me of uh, London. I, you mean when she was in quarantine? Yes. And she, and then at the end of quarantine. Well, hold on. Before you get to that, talk yes. about how she was hating quarantine so much. Okay. Well, she hated. Well, when she got back to school, you know, they had to be in quarantine for what, what was it? A week? Seven days. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone so, had to. It's not that. Uh, right. London had anything. Everyone had to. Because she got a test and came back negative, but still they all had to be quarantined. Makes so sense. she she was stuck there. She was like watching Netflix, watching Discovery Plus, stuff like that. How sad. How sad. <laughs> and and she's like, Oh, it's so boring and I can't wait to go to Duke's, which is a pizza place that's near campus and she's like, Oh, I can't wait to like see my friends and go out and the first day that she was free, I'm like, 
Oh, what did you do on your first day of freedom? And she says, I stayed in my room. (laughs) And I said, Shocking. I said, but you're free to like leave. And she goes, yeah, I I know. I just didn't want to. She was cold and scared. (laughs) And I said, you didn't want to. And she's like, well, I mean, now I know I can leave. So (laughs) So it's it's different. (laughs) Yeah. So it's different. Um, One of the things I also want to mention, too, is the very beginning of this act, when um, Homer and Marge are arguing over the the plow. (laughs) I'll never do another stupid thing again! (laughs) And he says to her, well, if you're going to get mad at me every time I do something stupid, I guess I'll just have to stop doing stupid things. Good! (laughs) And then he responds, fine. And then as he says, I'll never do another stupid thing again. Good night. And he walks away and just slams right into the open door. <laughs> Did that hurt? No. No. <laughs> I loved that. And then, of course, the uh, the 90 sea shanties. I that love that. The CD of sea shanties. And yes. so many of those, like... So this is a weird connection I have to this, I guess. Over the summer, I played Assassin's Creed 4. Okay. And, like, the whole thing is, like, set on the seven seas, and you play a pirate. And, like, a lot of the sea shanties they list are in that game. <laughs> like, what would you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> and I was like, oh. I thought you were going to say, over quarantine, you pl- you made a CD full of sea shanties. <laughs> I might have also done that. Sh- see? You can get there. Shanties. There, there you go. go. Okay. Yeah. Do but it no, five the, times fast. Exactly. I can't. No, thank you. The, the thing I loved about this is, you know, not only that it's funny seeing Sea Captain trying to hawk his wares with all these sea shanties and the names of some of the songs and everything, but just the way this commercial was done <laughs> is so perfect. Now, Brendan, you probably have no idea about this, but back in like the 80s and 90s, they had commercials like this all the time. Yeah. Are you talking about like kids bop style commercials? Because I kind totally of. know what you're talking about. Yeah, actually, like, time, yeah. Time yes. magazine, Time yeah. Life magazine used to do yep. like CD collections, and it was like hits of the '70s, and it would yep. yeah, it would be always like people in front of a fireplace. Yes, people with fireplace <laughs> drinking wine, just like they did with yeah. this commercial. And that's why I was like, this is great. My grandpa used to get sucked in by stuff like you know home shopping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he would buy me hits of the 50s, hits of the 60s, hits of the 70s. And I thought that was 100% normal. Mm-hmm. So when I was like listening to Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, I didn't know why kids thought I was weird. <laughs> now I have an idea. <laughs> Makes more sense. <laughs> um, so I think we have to also talk about just the Mr. Plow jingle. Call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> so I love inspired it. by Roto Rooter. Yes, I was just gonna mention that. It. Yeah, apparently that was an old Roto Rooter. Um, Wait, they were Mr. Plow? No, but their oh. jingle was very similar. <laughs> and I was also seeing that. So John VD again wrote this episode, and he mentioned that he wrote the Mr. Plow jingle by accident. <laughs> He said he's completely non-musical and wrote that jingle into his draft as a temporary placeholder. <laughs> so those, all those lines and everything, he was just like, yeah, I'll just write this down and we'll figure something better out. And then Al Jean left it in the show. <laughs> 
So then um, Jeff Martin actually wrote the tune to it, and he said um, that's why it's so much better than the Mr. Plow song. <laughs> so I just thought that that was interesting that he just kind of accidentally happened upon this, you know, memorable song. I also want to know, does Homer go to sleep fully dressed? Because yes. when he wakes up in the morning, he is, he is ready to go. Ready to go. Jacket and all. Yep. I mean, well... No, gross, don't... The jacket might be something no, else. Ew. <laughs> so, Brenda, do you want to talk no. about that? Because you seemed very disturbed nope. about Marge being into the jacket. I do not want to talk about that. It was weird. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Marge has a kink. I... And sure. you know what? If wearing a plow, uh, Mr. Plow jacket and tidy whities don't get you going, nothing will. Ew. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. It's not, not funny. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, when Homer gets the key to the city. Oh. And when we get the reveal of him going to bed with Marge, he's swearing it around his neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you very much mm-hmm. like Flavor Flav style. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty funny joke. Um, and just kind of the last thing that I just wanted to mention here is when Homer does wake up, as Corey mentioned, fully clothed and ready to go, how did Barney get out there so fast? Yeah. And get everything plowed. And originally... He woke up at like 4 a.m. I guess. And originally I was thinking like, so wait, did all these neighbors break their contracts with Homer? But then it's kind of revealed in the third act that it seems like it's kind of piecemeal. Like he just does it and then they pay him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a traditional snow plow company where you have a contract where right. they do you know, your driveway every whenever it snows or whatever for the whole year. So um, that well, made a little... I can say as someone, as someone who has a plow service, mm-hmm. I kind of wish we had a true contract. Cause yeah. My guy stinks. Really? <laughs> How many times has he been over? Not enough. Really? And like last weekend, like, or whenever we got a ton of snow, was it last weekend? I think it was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And like, he didn't show up until like, and in the morning. My God. Or no, one in the afternoon, I think it was the one day. Oh, wow. And I'm like, dude, I already had to leave. Like, right. I was off this week for mm-hmm. break, but, like, otherwise, like, it's terrible. Right. <laughs> Actually, oh, it was Tuesday. It was it was Tuesday. We had a ton of snow. I spent probably almost 20 minutes getting out of my driveway. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I left, Lindsay messages me later, and she's like, oh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, he just showed up. And I'm like, oh, great, cool, like... Who leaves their house at 10.30 in the after- in the morning? Yeah, exactly. Although, unfortunately, they probably get all the big, you know, the big contracts done first, and you're yeah. probably yeah. at the bottom of the list, you know? Exactly. But that stinks. So, and then uh, the final thing that I just wanted to mention here was when Homer reve- sees why all of the uh, driveways and everything have been plowed is because of the Plow King, and we see Barney pull up in this gigantic truck. But... And... Go ahead. Why would Barney be a jerk like that? I I thought that was real mean. Well, that's what I was just going to bring up. The whole, there's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition. And at first you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's right. And then he shoots out the tires. Yeah. <laughs> out the tires, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just drives off. Yeah. So, well, I, I guess uh, no love lost real in mean. business, I guess. So, but, all right. Anything else with Act 2 that anyone wants to bring up? No, I think we're good. Okay. All right, so now we get into Act 3 with Linda Ronstadt's help 
Barney creates his own ad, denouncing Mr. Plow as an alcoholic loser, and steals all of Homer's customers. Mayor Quimby then takes back the key to the city from Homer and gives it to Barney. To get revenge, Homer tricks Barney into going on a fake plow job at the top of a mountain called Widow's Peak. While Barney has gone up the mountain, Homer begins to plow driveways again. However, the news later reports that there's been an avalanche on Widow's Peak. Homer, feeling guilty, sets out, to, sets out to rescue Barney, and in the end, they agree to become partners. Their claim that not even God could stop them brings about a response from God, the melting of all the snow. With no more business and no way to make the payments, Homer's plow is repossessed, but Homer is content that at least he and Barney are friends again, and he can still wear his Mr. Plow jacket to bed. <laughs> all right act three what do we got folks so i love the i love the commercial like when barney starts attacking the mr plow cutout <laughs> yes but it's, what's it's... weird is people run on to stop him like <laughs> <laughs> and then they let him do it like yep why yeah. did, why did they stop them why did they let him finish it, I don't, it I don't seemed know. a bit much to me <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of rage there yeah I love Linda Ronstadt. Yes. Did I say that already? You have a few times. <laughs> I love lights. her. I just do. The voice of an angel. Yeah. <laughs> the voice of an angel. I didn't know who any of these people Mr. were. Mr. Plow so. is a loser. I don't think I knew who Linda Ronstadt was when I loser. watched the episode the first time. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have heard the name when I was what? little. But... Are you kidding me? We didn't grow up with CDs being given to us. <laughs> Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, not many people did. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But really, even her stuff with Aaron Neville? Who? I I eventually heard that, but... (laughs) Who are these people? Part of the Neville brothers. Um... What are the Neville brothers? (laughs) What would have been great is if Brenda would have been like, Oh, the Neville brothers. Okay, yeah, 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 I gotcha. (laughs) But I don't know much... But I know I love you. Okay, we don't want to get we don't want to get sued. <laughs> we can't, we can't pay for the royalties. Though. Yes. <laughs> and yes, as Corey mentioned, probably the best line in the song. Mr. Plow is a loser, and here he is a boozer. So you better make that call to the Plow King. And I just love Homer doing the spit take <laughs> while Sorry. he's drinking beer. While well, he's yes. drinking beer, yeah. Of course. And I I liked that then the Spanish version of the jingle was basically the same lyrics. Yes. Like it was uh, Mr. Plow no es macho es solamente un borracho, which is Mr. Plow isn't macho, he's just a drunk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and really, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Exactly. Barney? Yep. That's actually exactly what I wrote there, too. <laughs> the uh, same but thing. Homer made Barney an alcoholic. That is true. That was could have gone to Harvard. That was kind of sad. That yeah. whole scene. But I didn't After like. I didn't done. like uh, non-alcoholic Barney's voice. What was what was that? Uh, that was his voice. Oh. I don't like it. Okay. Well, when you're not drunk, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more uh, more refined. Civilized. Yes. Yeah, civilized. Civilization. And his teeth just start popping up. <laughs> yeah. Like just, it progressively got worse. J- just after drinking out. a few beers, too. Kind of interesting. <laughs> but apparently that's uh, that whole sequence is a parody to, I think it was the 1945 film of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 
Oh. So basically, mm-hmm. that's kind of the transition of him going to. Right. Uh, uh, I think Mr. it's funny Hyde. that Adam West drives the Batmobile regularly. Like that's his normal. <laughs> yes, but when the muffler was off, clearly he's not taking care off, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not taking care of the Batmobile. Like that's such a shame. <laughs> and can we talk about poor Arnie? I mean, yeah. Oh, Arnie's almost died. That poor guy's died multiple <laughs> Is times. Is he dead? <laughs> also, I mean, also, you gotta think, like, the Batmobile at this point would probably Lost be its like, wheel and the Joker got away? Ugh. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, would be, like, 35 years old at this point. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I also like how Barney and Linda Ronstadt were just in a hot tub drinking. Yeah, so are they together? Hanging out. <laughs> like, are they There's together? There's something going on. Whose there. house was that? That's got to be that Linda Barney's? house. Linda Ronstant lives in Springfield. She has a summer house in Springfield. Adam West does, so why can't house? she? Or winter house. <laughs> but Adam West should feel okay because his secret is safe with Barney. <laughs> Your secret's safe with me, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> and also, before we uh, put Linda Ronstadt down here, another thing that... When Mo questions Barney, how did you know Linda Ronstadt? We've been said, wanting to do a project together. Yeah, we've been looking for a project to do together for a while. <laughs> but how and why? Yeah, be some background there. Kiss my asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yep, when Homer gets uh, his customer back and she says, "Can you not? Can you be careful not to scrape my asphalt?" So the one. The one thing, too, that I wrote down, um, when the delinquent accounts calls from mm-hmm. Komatsu Motors, yep, and he's like, oh, you want the Mr. Plow that plows driveways? This is this is Tony Plow. Leave it to Beaver. Yep. And then it's like, yeah, they were gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, apparently censors wanted to cut that line. Yes. And they were like, but we don't imply anybody being gay. Like, there's no idea. You have no idea. Like, you're not going to get sued. Right. Because, like, who's the gay one? <laughs> yep. Yeah, because cause they were very concerned about that, I saw. Yeah, and they were trying to force them to kind of take it out. But, yeah, that was their argument. Because you couldn't hear what the guy at the collection agency was saying. You had no idea who he was talking about, so it could have been anyone. So. I didn't get that joke. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that right before that phone call, there's a little letter on the table next to the phone, and it's the uh, past due bill from Kumatsu Motors, and it's the third notice. So I thought right. that was just kind of a little interesting thing. Um, of course, we can't not talk about uh, Homer's rap. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> no, no, we, we do not have to talk about I had about to write Homer's it down. Rap, it was actually. great. It's so good. Well, but Brendan, I'm Mr. Plow, and I'm here to say I'm the plowingest guy in the USA. I got a big plow, and I move a lot of things, like your cow, like if your you cow have one. Like your cow, if you have one. <laughs> no. But the kid's reaction is just amazing. Ugh. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. And then, what does Lisa say? She says, oh no, Bart says, yeah, stop it right now, and then Lisa says what you just said, Patrick. I promise you'll never do that again. So, Brendan, has that ever happened to you, to, where either Corey or I made you feel this way? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so you can't think of Every any podcast. instances where this may have happened? Uh, Maybe daily? I, I think I can think of too many instances. So it, might just... take, it may take years of therapy to get that out of my head. I All mean, right. you can use this 
platform as your therapy session. <laughs> yes, I've done we know it. that works. <laughs> hello, therapist. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking of writing a jingle for Hello, Therapist, as long as you use it every time that comes up. And you, <laughs> we will. You insert it in, like, hello, therapist. <laughs> bum, bum. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If you want to do it, we'll do it. We'll do it up. Awesome. Um, So can we talk also about Barney having the money to donate to the Shelbyville Dance Theater? Yes! $50,000. He's he's doing that well? Like, holy cow. I thought that there was going to be some throwaway joke after that about how he never actually paid it or something. He just gave him the oversized check and never gave him the real check. No. But, but no, then, I mean, he, was, he actually he, gave him $50,000. He was willing to do the, uh, to, to give up all his jobs just for a $10,000 bill with Jimmy Carter passed out on the couch. <laughs> 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 Which I did look that up. There actually is a $10,000 bill. Who's on it? Really? Jimmy Carter? No, it is the portrait of President Lincoln's Secretary of the Treasury. What? Salmon P. Chase. That's made up. It is not. That's made up. And the, Sam and P. Chase wasn't even a person. And the $10,000 bill is the highest denomination Man. of U.S. currency ever to be publicly circulated. Hmm. So a $10,000 bill does exist. But apparently also it's illegal to put a living person on currency. Oh. So the so whole Jimmy Carter Jimmy thing. Carter. Yeah. Jimmy Carter is smarter, though. <laughs> That was from the episode I was last on. <laughs> Sartre is smarter. But Scooby Doo can Scooby Doo do 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 do. Nice throwback. Yep, there we go. That was good. See, there was a salmon pea chase. I'm telling Who you. Who the hell is this guy? He looks scary. What? Well, he was on the ten thousand dollar bill. Ooh, this guy looks kind of scary. So, Corey, I want to ask you this. What? Did you recognize the McMahon and Tate advertising agency from anything? Um, Isn't that from Bewitched? It is from Bewitched. Look at you. (laughs) So, yes, that is the name of the agency in Bewitched. Mm -hmm. That's where uh, Darren works, or Darwood, as his mother-in-law calls him. Mm -hmm. And that whole scene with the ad executive... (laughs) When Homer's sitting there and he says, you know those radio ads where two people with annoying voices yammer back and forth? I invented those. Homer just punches them in the face. Right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) And yeah, so let's talk about Homer's second commercial. My God. Brendan, you seemed to be laughing a lot when you were watching it. (laughs) The feel of it was just so great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, I, oh. Dad, was that it your feels commercial? Like those old like perfume commercials. Yes, yeah. a Russian perfume. Yeah, and apparently I was looking into that, and they said that the uh, the song that the that they're using in it is a Russian song, and uh, the producers basically took the commercial and the song without permission from um, you know the Russians. And at that time the episode was made, Russia did not abide by American copyright laws. So in return, America did not respect Russia's copyright laws. <laughs> so as of 2009, the producers of the perfume commercial still have been unsuccessful at seeking litigation against the Simpsons. <laughs> so I was trying to find, I was going all over the internet trying to find the actual commercial, 
but I un- I came up empty-handed, so I was unable to find it. But did you know what it was called or anything? Yeah, I had a little bit of information on it, but when I looked um, this name up, I'm not going to say because it's ridiculous. Um, it came up with apparently they made a whole bunch of different commercials, so it came up with a bunch of theirs and stuff. So, but I'm sorry, Brian, I kind of cut you off with your thoughts on this commercial. Do if I saw that commercial, I'd have to look up what Mr. Plow is. Oh, then it did its job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think that that commercial was the best that Homer could have asked for. Okay. <laughs> it grew up interest. Uh, although it would be a lot better if it was in modern day when technology exists and you could look up Mr. Plow. Okay. And then, oh wait, didn't. You- you wanted to bring something up about one of the commercials. Oh, Jones Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the first commercial with um, with f- f- d- Grandpa. Cool as ice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the cool as ice commercial. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna call it that. Um, uh, I <laughs> was very. <laughs> I kind of thought it seemed a lot like the. Jones Big A truck rental and storage facility commercial. <laughs> it gave me that feeling and it just brought me back to the good old days when Jones bar- uh, truck rental and storage facility was the biggest thing. On- Patrick, have you ever seen that? I don't. Rem- I don't know what at all you're talking oh, about. Oh, it's so funny. And he does a whole series of them. He has one that's Jones barbecue and foot massage. That's the <laughs> best one. So basically what he does is like takes two businesses and combines them together. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's really really It's funny. good. It's I will have so... to watch that. <laughs> so we'll have to, I think Brendan might be looking it up yes, now. Yes, I am sending it to you. So <laughs> and I think I'll put it up on our uh, social medias as well so our listeners can take a look as well. Um <laughs> so when the the key to the city is taken away from Homer there's bite marks in yes. it. Yes. Well, I thought there was chocolate inside because it was wrapped in foil. It was wrapped in foil. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, oh, actually, I wanted to bring this up, too. The um, We talked about this already, but I'm just going to go back to it quick. Everything with Artie and us kind of questioning, well, is Artie dead and everything? Just Kent Brockman's response. <laughs> yeah. Just, haha, that's great, Artie. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Kent's not concerned at all. No. I mean, we know that there's, like, some... There's a clear division between the two of them. Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> there's there's always bickering between the two of them. But. Is the division air and land? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, thank you for groaning for me. I can't do it <laughs> You're all the welcome. time. <laughs> so, now, Corey, do you know why Linda Ronstadt did re- or mentioned that she wanted to record in Spanish? Didn't she have an album in Spanish? Yes. So she at did this it a time, times, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she had a series of uh, Spanish albums, mm-hmm. and um, the costume that she's wearing also kind of refers to that yeah. time frame mm-hmm. for her and everything like that too. So um, oh, I'm sorry. I, go. I go liked ahead. I liked the In Search of Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can see your wristwatch. Like that. That Fox used to do that kind yes. of crap all the yep. time. They sure <laughs> like did. They had like these. Just ridiculous, mm-hmm. blatantly, like phony kinds of things. And yep. 
And didn't they, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they have, like, some sort of controversy around one of those episodes where you could actually see a zipper on the back of the costume? I think so, yeah. Yes. I think that was actually a direct reference was <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, you could, uh... Yeah. <laughs> and it was <laughs> like, blatant. Like, it wasn't just, like, you really had to strain for it. Like, you could no, really you could see, see it. it. <laughs> right. Like, as blatant as the wires in Face Off? <laughs> Up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was something. We watched that last night. Maybe we'll leave that for our fourth act. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, I also like that Homer, when he is getting in the truck to go save Barney, mm -hmm. he gets his thermos and he pours a duff into Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that too. I was like, uh, that's problematic. I mean, well, that kind of, that sort of had like a, like a St. Bernard kind of feel to it. Like, you know, you give, you put the, I don't know, whatever they would put in the jugs around St. Bernard's necks, like, was it whiskey or bourbon mm-hmm. or something, like, to kind of, like, stun the person back, and... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got you. So you're thinking he was doing that for Barney. I, I, yeah, but maybe not. Okay. Yeah, because I took it like he was filling it for himself, but you could be right. That oh, actually yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, I was thinking that he was going to give it to Barney when he found him. Okay. Right. That actually makes a lot more sense then, so, okay. Um, so when Kent is reporting on the status of the Plow King... So the basically the whole shot of him sitting there with the glasses on and everything, this was uh, a reference to the manner of Walter Cronkite when he was reporting the Kennedy shooting. Oh. Yes. So, yeah, that whole thing was supposed to kind of resemble that, everything, which I thought was kind of an interesting thought. Um, oh, can we talk about the mountain goat for a moment? <laughs> sure, sure-footed as the mountain goat. <laughs> And the animation of that goat, just the look on its face, and it was very well done. Yeah, no, that, 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 again, like, dumb little throwaway joke that just cracks me up. Yep. The best throwaway joke in this scene, though. Yes. Is when Homer's falling off the mountain, and he tunes his radio to the higher frequency which levels his car. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It is. It's just such a good joke. Oh. <laughs> and Brendan... Because, like, there's no logic behind it, but there's a little bit of logic. Behind yeah. It. <laughs> so, Brendan, who do, you, who do you think had that Oh, joke? that was Conan. That's that was 100% absolutely was. Conan. <laughs> yep, that was him. That was his contribution to this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just so ridiculous, but so funny. <laughs> the scene when Homer's going over the bridge... That whole scene is hilarious, too, because he's going on this rickety bridge, and they looks over his uh, shoulder, and he sees that there's a perfectly beautiful twin-span bridge Yeah. <laughs> just within eyeshot that he could have gone over instead. <laughs> um, oh, and then Barney's odd acceptance of death, <laughs> where he says, yeah. it's not so bad, I'll be reunited with my dad and that plant I never watered. That was, I don't know, that that bothered me. Yeah. And I do have to say, too, I thought it was odd that when Homer does show up to get Barney, and I understand, you know, they're trying to save time and everything, he pulled them out of there very easily. Yeah. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) Yep. It's like, that seems a little odd. Like, if he's really that trapped, it should have been a little bit longer for him to get him out of there. Like, he could have just popped up. Right? He didn't need Homer. 
Did he? Or maybe he was reaching out to his friend. Maybe <laughs> maybe he, he should have just said, "Hey God, we're going to we're going to accomplish something." And God will be like, "Oh yeah." Abnormal thought. <laughs> and of course that when God is thawing everything out, <laughs> that beautiful scene of the snowman melting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was that was a that was a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference. Yep, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yep, just the way they did that was just perfect. Yep. And then of course we see a callback after this because Grandpa can finally go outside again. <laughs> yeah. And he says, "Oh wait, I don't like the look of those teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't want to leave." Yep. And then um, another joke I really liked about this episode too is when they're repoing Homer's truck. And he gets the phone call, and he says, I'm just calling to distract you while we repossess your plow. <laughs> How stupid do you think I am? Oh. Yep. There it goes. And, of course, the forecast calls for flurries uh, no. of passion. No. Followed by uh-huh. extended periods of getting it on. No. no. <laughs> Although I do have to say, I do kind of love Marge's little giggle at the no. end there. Like, it was, <laughs> was kind of cute to hear that so <laughs> and uh before we go uh, uh, from our act three here they mentioned the greenhouse effect <laughs> <laughs> did they yes yeah so kent brockman's reporting on the unseasonable warmth and he says um talking about the greenhouse effect and he goes if 70 degree temperatures in the middle of winter are the price of car pollution you'll forgive me if i keep my old plymouth yeah yeah <laughs> Oh my god. Yep, I feel like we've heard that before. I Oh. <laughs> no. Yep. No thank you. And then one final thing I want to mention here. So obviously the plow gets repossessed. So the Simpsons just got new cars again? Uh, but their new cars looked exactly like their old cars. I mean, if it ain't broke. Yeah, cuz they got checks from the insurance company, so clearly they totaled their cars. Yeah. So I don't know. Once again, Matt Groening and that rubber band reality, I guess. <laughs> All works out in the end. Yes. Yeah. All right, so anything else with Act 3? No. Um, no, I think we had uh, we had everything. All right. I got it. Okay. All right. Can we Brent. do the rap again? <laughs> no. Just for Brent. No? Okay, fine. All right. All right, so Brendan, why don't you tell us the ratings of this particular... All right, so the ratings... Uh, in the original broadcast, it finished 23rd for the week of November, uh, 16th through 22nd of 1992, with a Nielsen rating of 14.6, which is about 13.6 million viewing households. It was the highest rated show on Fox that week. Mm-hmm. What beat it? <laughs> What know. or not? I what beat it? Game. What? Uh, yeah, you keep asking her to play. She always says she hates it. Why don't <laughs> we ask Patrick? Second. Yeah, Patrick, what do you There's... think was the second highest rated show on Fox that week in 1992? Second highest rated show on Fox that week. That week it, um, in 1992. Was it in Her- Living Color? Herman's Head. It was not. It was not no, Herman's and Herman's Head. No, I don't know. <laughs> was I don't know if Herman's Head was on at the same time as The Man, Simpsons really because Yardley Smith was on Herman's Head. I know. I think she was on both at the same time. I think she was, too. Yeah. Because that's why they make the Herman's Head reference in one of the episodes. Gotcha. Okay. No, it was was Married with Children. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it makes more sense. So, all right. So, uh, before we get into our Act 4 here, let's just talk quickly. Um, thoughts on this episode? I still love watching this one. Like, okay. there's... It's just... The, I mean, even though there are some older references that, like, of course, like, Brennan's generation doesn't really get, it's just... You don't need... Like, you didn't need to know about Circus of the Stars to th- still find Carnival of the Stars funny. Right. <laughs> Um, I mean, it just, there's so many, there's so many, again, it's those little throwaway jokes. Like he was only a crazy Vaklaus for like under a minute, mm-hmm. but like they just kept hitting with jokes. <laughs> like the Hectares, the country doesn't exist. Whatever he rambles off in that. Put it in H. Yeah, put it in H. Put it in H. Like four amazing jokes in like 30 seconds. Like yep. it's just too good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brendan, thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. And coming from Buffalo, where we get eight feet of snow every day, not um, right. I we I feel like it was it was very it resonated with us a lot because we have so much snow all the time, and I feel like the reason why we don't really see all that much show, snow in a lot of our shows, especially animated shows, is because most of them are animated in california where nothing ever happens in terms of weather yeah so they're not even thinking about it yeah but Sim- simpsons does tend to do snow related episodes that aren't christmas episodes right like, yeah probably more yeah. more than many shows honestly yep. mm-hmm. i feel like this might have been the first though right this probably was their first yeah but like there's other like uh seymour skinner's sense of snow mm-hmm. that's not a chris i don't think that has a christmas connection to it right yeah trapped in the school building yep there's the one where homer (laughs) like erases his memory that's snow centric too but that has nothing to do with christmas at all right Mm -hmm. so okay Corey. i mean i i like this episode i like it much better than uh the esports one (laughs) yeah i mean it was didn't make any sense this one was definitely a lot better than our last one it's from the good old days yep the older episodes are better. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have said it many times. I agree that the older episodes are better. However, there are still good things in the new episodes as well. So, but yes, it's like... There's like one good episode a season now. No, there's a few. I disagree. All right. Agree to disagree, right? So, but yeah, um, and for me, yeah, too, like, I... I thought it was refreshing kind of to go back again. You know, we kind of went forward a little bit looking at some of the newer episodes and then just to kind of go back to see what the show was. I was a little surprised that this show was in season four. I don't know why I thought it was a little bit later into its run. Like, I didn't think it was super late, but I thought it was like around season six, season seven. Yeah, I would I would have placed it like five or six. Right. I it was so I was surprised to see that it was that early on, that it was back in season four. Um, but still, yeah, obviously this is when the show's hitting its stride. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could r- literally rattle off every episode from season four, and I don't think you'll find a bad episode in there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, in, the, uh, it's in the mix of <laughs> some really just great great episodes right for sure like, and just to look to look at season four's list like streetcar named marge camp crusty homer the heretic yeah uh itchy and scratchy the movie uh it comes right before lisa's first word which is a pretty solid flashback one yep 
which I also didn't realize was so far back right. in season four. Yep. And monorail, monorails in this season too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, very good, you very know, good it's episode. interesting that you mentioned that, all those different episodes, because one of the things I was looking at and um, when I was doing some of my research was apparently going into the season, they've lost a lot of their writing staff. Yeah, and they were worried that they weren't going to be able to write, like, put out as many Yep, exactly. So, yeah, the the write, the guy who wrote this one, Vidi, like, he wrote the whole episode, like, beginning to end yep. completely on his own. Yeah, and, you know, they were saying that they were really worried because, like, every year they go into, like, well, at least they used to. I don't know if they still do it. But they would go into, like, a uh, like an overnight camp out or something, and they would just, like, throw all the ideas out for the year and stuff. And they right. were very concerned because they had very few writers at that point that were they going to be able to have enough ideas. And clearly they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, I mean... mean I mean, season four, five, and six are, is just oops all bangers. Yeah. Like, yeah. it, there was just no bad episode. Right. There's, there's like, even the worst ones are like, I'll still watch that episode. Like, yeah. yeah. Season four, <laughs> not everything in season four is fabulous. Like, the, I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. Like, well, like, Selma's Choice is in this one. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like, I mean, there's, there's enough hits, though, in that single episode like there's right. more good jokes in that one episode than like all of season thirty, so. But you wouldn't really know because you don't watch <laughs> season thirty. So. I've watched enough of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, like I said, but I mean the one thing, and I thought Brendan brought up a really good point on our last episode. I think it was nice for us to have the perspective on an episode that we didn't just love all over. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it was kind of nice to see a bit of a transition to going into something because yeah we have historically done really popular really uh famous and good episodes not that that wasn't good but it was different and and also a huge part of the simpsons is that they have great episodes and then they have kind of not good episodes Mm -hmm. so i'm be- and I mean that kind of comes with having thirty-four seasons or right. however many. Mm-hmm. Um, They're not always going to be winners. Yeah, right. you can't have all of them be good. And so- especially when you're making twenty-two to twenty-four every year. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot to do. Yeah, it'd be different if it was like a thirteen-episode. Right. Season. Yeah, like if they were following the Netflix schedule and stuff like that. Like I think that's why a lot of these streaming series do follow that. You know the the traditional like BBC model, yeah, where they're only doing like eight to ten episodes and, because you can put a lot more into them. And that's kind and that's kind of why it's always sunny in Philadelphia has gone on for so long mm-hmm. because they don't have that many episodes per season. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all for um, your comments there. So before we get going here and. Patrick, if you have anything to add, feel free. If you don't have anything, that's fine, too. But um, obviously, we do our Act 4, where we just talk about things that we're kind of excited about right now, things that we just want to kind of talk about, let our listeners know about. So does anybody have anything for Act 4? I do. What do you got? Let me guess. True crime. (laughs) I mean, if it ain't broke. um, And if you haven't seen... uh, the investigation of the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. Um, I think it's called Crime Scenes. I don't know. But it's very good. 
and the Cecil it was very good. It was very creepy. The Cecil Hotel is a creepy place. Mm-hmm. And I've not like I knew the Alyssa Lamb story for a while. I right. don't know how I knew about it, but like when it when I saw it, I was like, oh, we have to watch this. And it's just so it's so bizarre. It's just such a crazy it's, bunch of circumstances. It's bizarre. It's weird how there were so many missteps and miscommunications the web sleuths are all those, weird though, that that was the part that infuriated me though because i hate those people <laughs> yeah i hate internet sleuths yeah. like even and, when they get it right they're so wrong like 95 percent of the time right <laughs> and, 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 that and it's one like guy you're not qualified like, to do this you're and, ruining people's lives like that poor metal singer i know oh, right i know <laughs> well i mean no he's, he's a weirdo he's i weird, get it but, but like yes, yes no. but he didn't deserve all right I, I only watched one episode and it was the metal guy centric episode and i was like this guy didn't do anything he's being <laughs> You Except just being yeah, really weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, listen, if you're all such crackerjack web sleuths, maybe you should have taken the time to realize, oh, wait, he was never at the hotel the same time she was. They, so, yeah, and that, that one out. weirdo guy who was like, I couldn't go to her grave, so I sent my friend to videotape him touching the grave. What? What, what yeah. is wrong with yeah. you, that you loser? Weird. There were some creepers in that group. Um, and also there's a very good movie on HBO Max called Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's about, it's a true story about Bill O'Neill, who was an FBI informant who took down Fred Hampton, who was the chairman of the Chicago, um, the Chicago. Black Panthers. Yeah, Black Panthers. The Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers. And uh, just knockout performances by Lakeith Stanfield and uh, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, who you may know both from Get Out. Yeah, and after watching the movie, Corey and I both looked at each other and we were like, "Um, can we just give Oscars to both of them? Yeah. (laughs) Because yeah. they were both so good for different reasons. In different reasons. ways. Yeah. Like, Daniel Kaluuya is very powerful, and Lakeith Stanfield is, he has very subtle acting methods that are also very powerful, but in a mo- more quiet way. Yeah, but it's very, very well done. And uh, so, yeah, definitely check that yeah. out. Okay, thank you. That's all I have. Are I, you going to talk about Face uh, Off? No. I'm going to take I'm, your face off. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, don't make me smell your hand. Uh, uh, do you have anything for Act 4? Uh, do I? Yeah. I can't tell if you're looking at me. I can't even see your face. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to get us all in here, but I could only get Corey in. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, right now I've been loving WandaVision. I have not watched the most recent episode, but... You should. That has been, it's just been, I, I find myself, like, Hating having to wait week after week for yep. mm-hmm. like, Patrick. S- streaming has ruined us all for television, but it's so good. And like I've seen a lot of people hate on the first couple episodes, right? I and didn't. I'm like, those are some of the funniest yeah. ones because like you get to see Paul Bettany in a comedic role, and right. like mm-hmm. you never, you never get to see that. I can't think of a single time and... when he's gotten to be funny in something, and he's hysterical. A Knight's Tale. That's okay. true. Okay. Yeah. And Elizabeth Olsen. Who knew she was funny? 
The range the two of them get to have in the show is just, it's awesome. Yeah. Patrick, right. you have to watch this next one, and then you have to text me, because it was, I, I will. I'm gonna it's watch it what today. we were discussing through Brian last week. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I love that they're, it's going to be such a big vehicle to, like, launch so many different projects for the MCU. Like, right. now I'm, I'm so much more excited for Doctor Strange. And, Here comes and the, the, the mystery mad, of, multiverse the... of madness, I right. think. Yep. Um. No, I'm I'm just I'm loving it so much. Like it really makes me more excited too for uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon right. and the oh, Winter yeah. Soldier. Yep. Like the, if they're if this is the stuff that they're like this is the kind of production they're putting into TV shows, like especially because, and I I think we've had this talk or I've at least oh there's Dean, <laughs> like we've had this talk I think with Carl like. For the longest time, Marvel's TV shows were not good. Right. Yes. Like, except for Netflix ones. Right. Yeah. And even them, some of them were really hit and miss. But like, Agents of Shield, I'll still, I'll, I'll still go down on this hill. Was not a good show. No, it across wasn't. the board, it nope. was so boring in so many ways because it was trying to do, it was trying to do like the X Files. Right. Like Monster of the Week sort of thing, and it didn't work. Right. And I just lost interest in it. Yep. We were the same um, with that. And I even tried, like, I tried restarting watching S.H.I.E.L.D., and I was like, mm, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, too boring. Yep. But, like, Daredevil was great. Um, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was phenomenal. I wish they would do another season of the that. The Punisher. I never got to into, I never got to watch Punisher, but I heard great things, and I heard, like, the Iron Fist was about the only bad mm-hmm. show in the mix. Yeah. See, I actually don't mind Iron Fist. I actually think it's... A lot better than a lot of people give it credit for, but it, prob- it probably is. But, but the other thing I will say is I have no background knowledge of who Iron Fist is or uh, anything okay. with the comics, and so I think for get, uh... people that know the character and know the stories, they don't like it because right. it no, it goes that. too far away from that. But going in with like no knowledge of it at all, and I believe. Um, our friend Julie said the same thing because you know, you know, her husband Carl hates it, but she, I think, I think I heard her say kind of the same thing that she actually didn't mind it and you know was kind of interested in it, but you know, again, she had no knowledge of it, and that's kind of how I was too. Um, the other thing I would say I'm I'm shockingly excited for now is the new Mortal Kombat movie. Really? Did you see the trailer? I did not. I it's did. I'm not really good. Yeah. <laughs> And like, do Mortal they yell Kombat Mortal movies? Kombat? Mortal Kombat. I, I they have to. They have to. <laughs> but like, it's just it's the effects look really good on it. Okay. And like, I mean, again, traditionally video game movies are not great. Right. Um, surprise. Sonic actually was surprisingly better than I had anticipated, but, um, but again, I went into it with a really low bar. Right. Um, ben Schwartz. But Mortal Kombat looks like it looks good. It looks like they've put in the effort. Like into, I mean, I I'll be surprised how good the story is because the story is usually not that great in Mortal Kombat movies. Because even the games didn't have good stories. It was like, yeah. oh, let's try and shoehorn these people together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks surprisingly good. Okay. For for something I didn't even know was in the making. Right. To then see the trailer and be like, eh, this looks pretty darn good. All right. Question. Does Scorpio turn into a penguin? Uh, he, I mean, hmm. Well, first off, his name is Scorpion. Yeah, whatever. 
It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that that might have been one of the uh, the friendships, I guess, in a game. I haven't played them all. <laughs> no, it's one of the fatalities in the in Mortal Kombat 2, I think. He turns into a penguin, lays an egg, and then the egg explodes. Ew. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those... Can't say I recall that. Those but... games were out there. <laughs> Babalities and yep. friendships and all yeah. those yep. things. All right. Well, thank you for that, Brandon. You got anything? Yes. Um, I have found my new favorite show of all time. Face Off. Yes. <laughs> um, Face Off the TV show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. If they could make that. <laughs> How could they? No, they could sustain that for a face while. Off. Hmm, okay. Um, no, it's on HBO Max, and it's called Los Espookies. It's uh, all in, sp- not all, but like seven eighths of it is in Spanish. It's all subtitled, and seven eighths of it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's incredible. It's written by um. Uh, it's got Fred Armisen. In it's it. I know that. written. Yes. It's uh. It's directed. It's everything. It's Fred Armisen's vision. Um. Uh. It's really really good. It's it's pretty fun. I was elected to lead, not read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would highly recommend checking out Los Spookies. All right. And uh, for me, I guess I'm just going to mention that uh, obviously recently it was Kaylin's birthday. And um, yesterday we were celebrating. We had She had a couple friends over, and it was just my parents. Nothing crazy. You know, obviously we are trying to follow within the COVID guidelines and whatnot. And um, we did a virtual Zoom with uh, Justin Willman, who does the show Magic for Humans on Netflix. And it was a lot of fun. Um, So, I mean, most of us here, Corey's not a big fan of close-up magic. I hate close-up magic. So she doesn't really... It scares me. Those people freak me out. I'm not... Oh, my God. See, close-up magic made... That happened. Oh my God! He's he's got a deck of cards. Look out! No, I I can't. I no, no, thank you. Don't come up to me on the street. Don't get in my face about. Ooh, I got a quarter from your ear. Woo! Magic. <laughs> Don't come at me with a deck of cards or you know who I blame for my distaste of close-up magic. Hello, therapist. I blame Chris Angel freaking mind freak if that guy came up to you and was like i want you to pick a card you would be like get away from me that's true and you would probably mace him i would but justin willman is so charismatic and funny he's not chris angel Angel. they're all chris angel to me jeez okay anyways everyone else in the household likes the show we got on to uh zoom with him and you know obviously many other people but it was a very entertaining and engaging show, family-friendly. So if you're looking for something to do with your families, I know he's still doing some every now and again. So check it out. Um, yeah, again, his name is Justin Willman. That's not open. And he's on a show called Magic for Humans. So you can find him in all those wonderful places on that Netflix. find stuff. Um, also, I know Patrick got his first vaccination. You and I are fully vaccinated yes, now. Yes, we are. Um, you had screw you, Brendan. You had, <laughs> yeah, well. you had zero problems with your second vaccination. That is correct. I was sick for two days. Yep. That's yeah. It's the what I've heard from most people is that the second one is the worst one. Right. It knocked me 
on but my not box. for everybody. But like that you... doesn't mean don't get it. Exactly. Right. right. No, still get it. Yeah, still and get it's it, but just be my... <laughs> And when you say my it... mother got it, my mother got it. I got mine this past week. She got it mm-hmm. the same day. And apparently one of her friends online's like, well, I'm, I got the first one. I'm not going to get the second one because it's not worth the discomfort. I'm like, but so COVID is? <laughs> and, and honestly, you get a like, shot even though it's not comfortable. Right. right. And like, I mean, Corey says it knocked her on her butt, but basically what it was it is was it was just, yeah, it was, it was like kind flu. of flu symptoms. And I don't, like, did you actually get sick? Yeah, I did. Okay. But so. also... But I it's not like sick. it wasn't consistent but either. But also, I get sick a lot. Right. I don't have a great immune system. But so. but I, I think most of what you experienced was just being tired. Yeah. And I had a fever for like an hour. Right. So, again, like, don't let that discourage anyone who's listening, saying, well, I'm not going to go get sick. Like... Yes, you might have some. Go get it. Go get it. Exactly. It's, it's better when than it's the available to you. Exactly. Go get it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's way better than the alternative, and it's very short. It's not going to last for a long time, as far as your sickness right. and stuff like that. And on like, the third day, I popped back up. I took a shower. I had some coffee, and I was fine. So it wasn't even like, you know, when you're sick with the flu, it's for like what a week. Mm-hmm. Right. It was two days, and then I was back like it was nothing. And herd immunity is the only way we're ever going to stop this, so get it done. All right. Okay, anything else that anyone wants to add before we go here? Dean, you want to add anything? He says no. Remember, if you want to contact us, feel free to email us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com on Instagram. So it's come to this underscore pod or on Facebook. So it's come the number two. this. What about Twitter? We don't talk about Twitter. And of course, you can know you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. Hit that like button. All right. Okay, so with that, uh, let's say goodbye. Patrick, we'll start it with you. Adios, everybody. Have a uh, have a good time. Maybe I'll see you in a year. This is about when I show up on the show. <laughs> uh, I will see you in two weeks for our 35th holiday bash. What? The what holiday? holiday? Uh, St. Patrick's Day? Yes. Okay. Marchtober. March. Lousy smart. Yes, lousy smart weather. Lousy smart weather. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Don't trust Chris Angel. If you see Chris Angel coming up to you, yell at him that he shouldn't be doing that in the pandemic, and then spray pepper spray at him, and then run the other way. Okay. Those are words to live by. Oh, I mean, also, go watch um, Framing Britney Spears. Because it's very sad. Yes, it is. Poor Britney. Free Britney, everyone. Oh my god. Except if you're a Chris Angel, then leave Britney alone. Okay, I've been trying to close this out for the past ten minutes, so we'll smell you later, everyone. Smell you later. Where did you learn these transitions from? Your father? <laughs>
It's because, Patrick, we heard from uh, the Workaholics gang that after your 40th podcast, you're really good at it. So we're getting close. You guys have made 40 of these? Yeah, so we, we're at 34 right now, so... Oh, so that's it'll improve in six. Yeah, so, yes. I mean, but that's why it's getting better, but it's not quite at its top peak yet. I'm glad you guys brought me on for the, <laughs> the ramp up. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, This has nothing to do with the intro. Okay. But it does have something to do with Kourtney Kardashian. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh God! I, I I wish I wish I saw this before. I'm sorry. This is poor planning on my part. Um, Travis Barker cut out. just posted something on his Instagram, a letter that Courtney Kardashian sent him that said, "To lots of fun adventures, may we destroy each other completely." Love, oh. Courtney. Okay, great. I, that's kind of in Travis Barker's wheelhouse. Yeah, that's true. I mean. There you go. God bless him. He's from Blink-182, right? I'm remembering the Yes. Yes, the drummer. Not the original drummer, which was the best Blink-182 drummer, but he's the guy... Which is a low bar, anyway. He's the guy with a lot of tattoos and some face tattoos that are very questionable. Like, he has one under his eye. I think that's why I don't like him. he has a teardrop? No, he has, like, something... It says something under his eye, like dummy or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't say dummy. Maybe it does. Um, Was he the inspiration for the new Joker, the Jared Leto Joker? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I don't like him. I don't like the cut of his jib. Nope. Okay, moving along then. Oh, no, a burp's not an answer, though. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, no, thank you. But... I don't understand. I will because punch you. You like um, uh, Billy Eichner. But Billy but he's Eichner not doing magic. is not. It's not magic. Magic. But it's the, he is magic, just a different. Kind. <laughs> but he comes up to you and yeah. he screams in your face, which oh, is I, a whole lot worse. No, I'm fine. Listen, but he doesn't have quarters. So that's yeah. the <laughs> if Billy Eichner is going to come up to me and scream in my face, I'm fine with that. I love Billy. As Eichner. long as he's not trying to do magic. Yeah. 